Hello, everybody, and welcome to Turn to Page 14, The Creepy Creations of Professor Shock. And us. Hello. Hi, Rhapsody. How you doing? Wait, the, 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 wait, wait does, that make, does yes. that make this podcast our creepy creation? Uh, this is, uh, well, it's our creation. How creepy is it? Remains to be seen. I like to consider it a gleeful creation. Uh, uh, but... You know, the things can be gleeful and creepy. I refer you to goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I have not been particularly becreeped out yet, but yeah, honestly, like the the closest I've come is the fact that a couple of weeks ago we straight up committed a premeditated murder. That was yeah. there's <laughs> no like court in the land that would not send us straight to jail for that. It was. It was insane as well for the protagonists afterwards to immediately say, oh, it was in self-defense when two pages prior they planned yeah. to murder this man in the wax museum. Pretty much. But by that That's same token, creepy. Hitman has been a lot creepier then than when I've been playing that. But... That point well made. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not particularly. I don't think it was, I was under the assumption these were going to be scary or creepy per se mm. yeah they, they are just they're just I, fun in a an environment that otherwise would be creepy if this was made for adults which i like that. Mm. i don't know i enjoy it it's a fun space i i do i do kind of like that that idea immediately perks up what if like bandersnatch but goosebumps but for adults like, because Bandersnatch was the the Netflix choose your own adventure uh, kind of horror ish, crime ish kind of thriller. Mm -hmm. uh, but man, you could do so much with like actual cheesy B horror and all of these settings if they didn't have to play so kind around the edges, which is why it feels such a fray of those edges for us to suddenly murder someone while being children, whereas, you yeah. know, <laughs> a sudden death might feel more exciting in murder a different uh, context. Children. <laughs> I don't know, that sense uh, you're arrested for murdering while being children. I don't it just something oh. about that. Also, I will say, what you described is... Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures anthology. I yeah, think. it is, it is. So... <laughs> you know what? I didn't realize that that was them, but I do like them, and it makes yeah. sense why. Yeah. Either way, you know what I might like? Uh, the information on the Beware An Incredible page. segue. Yeah, sure. Ooh, beware. Do not read this book from beginning to end. Clean out Professor Shonk's garage? Major drag, you say? Until you sneak into his workshop and check out all the gadgets. Whoa! He's got a huge robot in there. And a really cool pinball machine. You die in and try them all out. But look out. Some of the professor's inventions do shocking things. Can you take it? Will you know what to do when an MP3 player attacks you? And what's that thing named Lorio? Do you have the guts to find out? Whatever you do, don't push the red button on the remote control. You've already pushed it. Well, sorry. Okay. How many people know what an MP3 player? Well, I mean, we still use the MP3 format. You can't. That doesn't really apply on those, you know. That, oh, how many yeah, people yeah, really yeah, know I, what a record player is? When things are still called MP3s, hard to hard to make the joke. I only know how to defend myself against a .alac player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, uh, I'm I'm all there for quality. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. 
I want to play pinball. Exactly, 100% lossless. 100% lossless. Only uh, audio files. No. Uh, I would like to go to the... Uh, do you think we're going to go in the pinball machine? That's my dream. I've always wanted to go in a pinball machine. Oh, you know what? Let's tend all of our decisions towards the possibility of exploring the inside of that pinball machine. That sounds great. I mean, I guarantee in that case, I'm just like trying to predict everything for some reason. But like, I think mm -hmm. that there's a possibility we go in the pinball machine and one of the deaths is being crushed by a pinball. But we shall see. That is my psychic premonition. I'm not sure if we will get there. I am going to make the call that there is, and it may end up be the, uh, being the positive ending that we achieve. Uh, there is an artificial life of artificial intelligence here in the basement that will initially present itself as threatening, but we can just make friends with it, and it actually is fine. That's a good one. That's a really good one, too. Uh, I would say second, my second prediction, and then I'm done, is mm -hmm. there is an ending where we become part robot. We become an android. <laughs> I, whether or not that's a good one or a bad one, Goosebumps has taken that stuff in both directions. Like, you're part robot. Cool. Or also, you're part robot. Mm -hmm. You lost. <laughs> like, so I don't know. But that's, I, I guarantee one of, the, one of the endings is something like that. I am ready for it. All right. Well, bring us in on page one. Woohoo! School's out! You yell gleefully. Leaning on the handlebars of your bicycle, you gaze at your best friends, Jason and Stacy. <sighs> what should we do today? Jason and Stacy are twins. Both have blonde hair and blue eyes, but that's about the only way they're alike. Let's ride around the park, Jason suggests. Boring, Stacy responds. Let's go play someplace new. As always, you make the decision. Mm, we'll go that way. You say, pointing north out of, the, out of the park. You race up the wide boulevard on your bicycle. Soon you're in a part of town you've never seen before. I heard this was the oldest part of the city, Jason says. Some of the houses go back to pioneer days. That one looks like it goes back to the dinosaurs. You joke. You point at a high, crumbling brick wall. All you can see of the houses behind it is a rotting roof. A sign by the front gate says, please come in. You turn to your friends. Let's check it out. You suggest. You turn back to the gate and stop in shock because now the sign says, danger. Page two. Please come in. Danger. You rub your eyes. Did you read the sign correctly? Then you see that it's loose. It's turned slowly in the wind back to the side that says, please come in. <laughs> Let's go in, Stacy says excitedly. Are you nuts? Jason cries. There's a sign that says danger. As usual, you decide. I want to see what's inside, you declare. The rusty gate is open a crack. You push it all the way open and enter. You find yourselves in a weedy yard with grass as high as your knees. Beyond the lawn stands a huge old three-story house. Paint peels from every wall, the porch sags, several of the windows are boarded up. 
This looks haunted, Jason says nervously. Stacy rolls her eyes. There is no such thing, she responds. But I'll bet no one's lived here in a long time. You step out onto the sagging porch and peer into the front window. It's so dirty that you can't see anything inside. Then a strong bony hand clamps around your wrist. Page three. You know, they're kind of slow playing this for a Goosebumps. We've had a lot of, like, I page know. one, here's all of the twists. This We're is getting to page three without it. This is back to, like... Back in the old days, like back in the old days, a month ago, like the or the original run of like four or five, they they played it a bit mm-hmm. slower. Like they if did. there was ever anything that was like whoa, it turned out to be like a practical joke from your friend or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to also say we're we're kind of a Chad in this book, you know, like yeah. all the other ones where you, they the play, player character stand-in is always the most scared for the most part mm-hmm. and in this one we are like i decide i'm brave i want to go see the haunted place like that that's interesting mm-hmm. that's that's new 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 territory but- yeah i mean because we we don't have to choose between you know two people giving us different options yeah. our character is just saying no turn to page three i've got this follow me along this is just oh no this is just a book <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was from the original Goosebumps oh, series. Hey. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, page three. Your heart thuds. A fierce-looking old man is holding your wrist. He's totally bald. A bushy white beard hangs down to his chest, and his dark eyes squint behind thick glasses. It's about time you got here. I've been waiting all morning. I'm Professor Sock. <laughs> the old man says. Are you ready to start work? What do you mean? You demand, pulling away from him. Professor Shock frowns. Aren't you from Acme Cleanup? No, Stacy tells him. We were riding around and we saw your gate was open. Oh. Professor Shock seems disappointed. The people from Acme were supposed to clean my garage. He explains. But they didn't show up. Why don't I hire you, kids? It's not hard work. I'll pay you about $50. Oh. You glance at the twins. That's a lot of money. Jason nods eagerly. Sure, we'd be glad to. Wonderful, Professor Shock replies. Right this way. You follow the old man to the backyard. Then you see the garage and you realize you wonder if you made a big mistake. To page four. You know, Rito, accounting for inflation, that's mm. $2 trillion. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you invested in Appel, like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the garage is as big as a barn and packed with junk. Moldy old furniture, rotting cardboard boxes, piles of rags, a rusted out car. And that's just the front part. You want us to clean this out? Stacy asks. It'll be easy, Professor Shock says cheerily. He hands you brooms and trash bags. I'll check back later. Oh, and one thing, he adds. Whatever you do, don't go into the back room. I want to point out, I love the irony of the fact that Professor Shock has an accent that would be very difficult to say Professor Shock in. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> he, he points to a partially open green door at the back of the garage. What? Stacy cries. Too late. He's gone. You and your friends gaze at the incredible mass of junk. Is the money really worth it? Well, let's get started, you say with a sigh. You find a wheelbarrow and load piles of old newspapers into it. Stacy pushes a broom pushes a broom in the back of the garage. Jason carries boxes to the front. Oh no, Stacy suddenly calls. My ring slipped off my finger and it rolled right in the back room. Follow the ring to page 33. You and Jason hurry back to the back of the garage. You glance towards the front. No sign of Professor Shock. Come on, you say. Let's find this ring. But when you step through the green door, you forget all about Stacy's ring, because the room is packed with electronic gadgets and toys. Every shelf and table holds a cool-looking machine. Lights flash, circuits buzz. A blackboard is covered with mathematical formulas. The walls are plastered with diagrams of machines. I bet Professor Shock's an inventor, Stacy exclaims. This must be his workshop. What do these things do? Jason wonders. You're studying two huge switches on the back of the wall. One's red, one's white. From the red switch, a red wire leads to the back of an eight-foot-tall copper robot. A white cable from the white switch leads to a high-tech pinball machine. It looks like the coolest game you've ever seen. You already know which... You already know you're going to pull one of these switches. The only question <laughs> is which switch. Pull the red or the white. Well, here we are with the, the big decision. I love that we know that, you know what? I'm going to do this. It's just which of these I'm going to do. Again, I am absolutely going to disregard the wishes. It's it's the chatification of the player character. It's a, it's a new theorem oh, I'm working damn. on. Um, well, I mean, we should press the white switch so that we can spend some time playing pinball back I, here rather I, than working. I would like that. I feel bad about avoiding the titular character potentially, but I, we did already say the pinball. We might be able to meet him later. That's true. Maybe he is the pinball machine. Who knows? You decide to try the white switch. You love pinball. Who wants to challenge the pinball wizard? You call and flip the switch. Nothing happens. The machine doesn't light up. There's no noise, no flashing lights, no ka-ching. Nothing. I don't believe it. You grumble, smacking the machine. You're about to hit it again when you see movement out of the corner of your eye. The green door. It's opening. Professor Shock, but you can't let him find you here. Back here, Stacy whispers. She pulls you and Jason behind the pinball machine. You squeeze in between the machine and the old dusty mirror lying against the wall. Your elbow knocks against the mirror, then suddenly lights begin to flash. Sirens go off. The mirror begins to vibrate. Horrified, you run your hands over the mirror's frame. How can you turn the thing off? But soon you stop worrying about that because you've got bigger problems. A weird, invisible force is sucking you into the... Mirror! Not the mm. machine. Turn to page 63. Wind roars past your ears. It's as if you're caught in a tornado. You can't see your legs anymore. They're inside the mirror. You grab the frame and hang on. Invisible forces rip at your fingers, trying to pry them loose. 
Stacy! Jason! Stacen! You cry you scream. Help me! But all your friends are also screaming, and they're being pulled into the mirror with you. You're inside as far as your neck now, then a wrinkled face appears, framed by the back legs of the pinball machine. It's Professor Shock. He peers at you. Help us! You shout. I can't! He screams. I told you to stay away! There's no way out unless you find the... Pop! Your hands lose their grip, and the professor vanishes. Let the wind blow you to page 32. Find the what? You shout, but it's too late. The professor's gone. The roaring wind stops. You land on a sp land sprawling on a slick hard floor. The twins plop down beside you. What happened? Jason cries. Where are we? You gaze around. The room you're in has no doors or windows. The only decorations on the gray walls are two built-in mirrors. We came through the mirror. You say slowly. You're trying to stay calm. That's impossible. Stacy objects. Look around! You order. There's no other way in! And no way out! <laughs> Jason wails. The three of you stare at each other, impossible as it seems. You're inside the mirror, and you're trapped. Flip to page 59. Jason jumps up. Help! I want out! Hold on! You call. Don't panic. There's gotta be a way out. Stacy declares. You stare at the mirrors, an idea is forming in your mind. If we came in through the mirror, then maybe that's the way out too. Maybe we can escape through one of these mirrors. But which one? Jason demands. You study the two mirrors. The one on your right seems ordinary. It reflects you and the twins. The one on your left is a different story. In fact, you wonder if there's a hidden movie projector in the room because the mirror shows a peaceful country meadow full of gazing cows, grazing cows. Which mirror do you try? Hmm. Mm, do we want to visit the pastoral scene or the familiar scene? Well, I, it's not a familiar scene. It, it is showing us in the other mirror, but because it is a mirror. It's, I would say if we're trying to... Uh... The logic of trying to figure out which one would take us back out, I would assume to go with the one that just reflects us. But mm. I don't know if I would say I don't know if the book follows that logic, but I don't think that there's much logic to being pulled through mirrors in the first place. Uh, mm. If I was setting up a puzzle, if I was setting up a puzzle, that would be the only lead I would have based off of the situation. But I don't know. I think we just need to go with the reflect us and the twins one because let's the the other we have no reason to direct towards just of yet. Yeah. Let's we'll we'll find out. I'm sure there's some like doppelganger business going on. It's not I don't think that either of them takes us out, but we'll see. Mm. 123. It's obvious, you declare. We'll go through the mirror that shows our own reflections. That'll take us back to the real world. Are you sure? Jason asks anxiously. You stand in front of the mirror and gaze in. Behind your three reflections is a familiar scene. Look, Stacy exclaims. It's Miller's. When you see the ice cream store, your last doubts vanish. Miller's is in your neighborhood. 
When you step through this mirror, you'll practically be home. Let's go! You urge and step forward. But as your foot moves toward the mirror, your reflected face twists in terror. Your reflected mouth opens as if you're screaming. You feel your real face. It seems normal. Your mouth is closed. What's going on? Our reflections! They're going crazy! Jason declares. Something's scaring them, Stacy adds. Then she gasps. Hey, look, they're running away. Quick, let's go after them. And get caught by whatever's scaring them? Jason scoffs. No way! I say we stay right here. They'll come back. What do you think? If you go after your reflections, turn to page 9. If you'd rather wait and see what happens, turn to page 42. I... Back to the old goosebumps asking if you want to wait and do nothing, Chestnut. Always a mm -hmm. tricky one to figure out if goosebumps will make fun of you or reward you. Um, exactly. It does feel a little like the moment where DM asks, are you sure? Mm -hmm. After you tell them that I'm going to attempt to backflip off of the chandelier into stabbing the king in the head. Yeah. The little generous version of, I will give you an attempt to realize yeah. I'm saving your life with this question. Yes. I, I think it's possible that our reflections are legitimately scared of us and are entities that will uh, kill us out of fear. <laughs> could be. It could be the case. I do... Part of me wants to go to 42 just to figure out more data on the does goosebumps make fun of us for waiting camp like you know i'm this on board with that especially because there's like why would we need to quickly go after them like yeah are we getting are we getting how is that them? gonna make the difference <laughs> exactly arm yourselves go after them <laughs> grab your pitchfork chase yourself i like yeah so i'm just i'm curious this is a meta information gathering strategy for how to mm. handle the Goosebumps books in the future. I need to know more if waiting is smart. Love it. Let's do it. Page right. 42. 42. I agree with Jason. You announce. Let's wait here for our reflections. They gotta come back. You hope. Your words were brave enough, but the empty mirror is giving you major creeps. Shivering, you turn your back to it. I mean, who ever heard of a reflection that could exist on its own? You go on. Right, guys? There's no answer. Guys? You repeat. Uh. Stacy's voice is very faint. When you glance at her, her eyes are like two saucers. She's staring at the mirror. You spin around. Yikes! Turn to page 58. A giant, blood-red eye is staring back at you. It's so big it fills the entire mirror. Its pupil is just a slit, like a cat's eye. And its expression is pure evil. How? Jason screams and screams. Don't worry! You manage, though your throat is dry with fear. It can't get us. It's on the wrong side of the mirror, remember? It's just a reflection. It's a, a trick of some kind. You really hope you're right about that. It's getting smaller, Stacy whispers. I think maybe it's backing away. You force yourself to study the eye. Stacy's right, it's getting smaller. 
What a relief. Everything's going to be all right, you think, until you notice the giant hand. With clutching, groping fingers and long, talon-like nails, the hand that's reaching right through the mirror is reaching for you. I thought you said it couldn't get us! Jason yells. The giant hand closes around you, then it starts to squeeze. Okay, you were wrong, but don't feel too crushed about it. The end. I like that one. Plus one. <gasps> I, so now, okay, I will say this gives us the data that the only mm. book that has rewarded us for waiting was Dr. Eek, which is a tough one because that's the only way you could succeed in that book. So it's, mm-hmm. so that one, that's why that's given me so much weight to thinking that maybe there's a reason to wait. The weighted weight choice. Uh, well, that was not correct. Would you like to go after the reflections on page nine? Sure. Sounds good to me. We better go after our reflections. You say? What if they don't come back? Like, we can't go our life without them. We gotta catch up. Can we not? You thrust your foot at the mirror. It slides right through. A tingle runs up your leg. And then you're on the other side. Stacy and Jason pop through a moment later. The three of you are in front of Miller's ice cream. The sun is shining. The air is full of familiar scents and sounds. We are home, Jason says. This is great. You point to the plate glass store window. Everything is reflected there, everything but the three of you. It's very creepy. We have to get our reflections back, you say firmly. Come on, they've got to be in the store. But when you enter the ice cream store, there's no one there but the cashier. A white ceiling fan circles lazily. Stacy steps up to the cashier. Excuse me, she says. Did three kids just run in here? Three kids who look a lot like us? Jason nudges you. There they are, he whispers, pointing to a big mirror on the right-hand wall. You run over and peer into the mirror. Hey! You shout. What's all the shouting about? Wait, what? What's all the shouting about? Find out on page 67. <gasps> Did we just say, yell hey and then ask what all the shouting's about? We're all trying yep. to find the guy who did this. All right, page 67. Oh no, it's happening again. You can say that again. Stacy cries. She's right. Once again, your reflections are shrieking in soundless terror. Yours throws up its hands. Stacy's starts to tremble. Jason puts its hands over its eyes. Then, just as before, they turn and run away. Wait! You scream. Lunging forward, you dive headfirst into the big mirror. Jason and Stacy are right behind you. Your body tingles, then you tumble out of, onto the wooden floor of an empty ice cream parlor. A moving shadow makes you look up. White ceiling fan circles lazily overhead. You're in Miller's. Not again, Stacy exclaims. It's deja vu, Jason moans. This time the mirror is on the left-hand wall. You peek at your reflection and as soon as you lock eyes, it happens again. The screaming, the running away. Finally, you get it. The reflection is running away from you. Yeah, you don't know why. All you know is you've got to keep after your reflection until you catch it. Even if it takes the rest of your life, the end also. Mmm. The Red Double Death. The Rare Double Death. I guess we 
just go to the country then. Yeehaw. I think we have to. It's either the country or we boot Start up over. the the bot boy, the mechanical man. I refuse to believe that that's the case, but hey, stranger things have happened. Mm. Go to page 40, number seven. <laughs> 40, number seven. 40, number seven, please. You're fascinated by the mirror showing the country scene. Let's try this one out. You say? I mean, if we don't like what we find, we can always come back. <laughs> the twins agree. Trying not to feel silly, you poke your left foot at the glass. Hey, it goes right through. Glass feels rubbery. It's like walking through a bowl of jello. Your arms and legs tingle, and then you're on the other side. You glance around. You're in a flower-dotted field. Jason and Stacy are beside you, and warm, warm sun pours down. Birds are singing in the distance. Cows munch on grass. But there's something wrong with the whole scene. The grass. It's blue. Jason cries. And the sky's green. He's right. And now that you know what to look for, you notice that the cows are red and yellow. Okay. Uh, While the flowers, flowers are spotted black and white. The colors are reverse backwards. Where are we? Stacy cries. Who cares? Jason says. I want to go back. He turns around, then he gasps. The mirror! He shouts. Where's the mirror? Sky opposite grass. You know? Okay. Cow opposite flower? Skies of green. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And black and white roses and... Red and yellow cows. I think to myself, <laughs> what the hell went wrong? The colors backwards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The, the sky, I, I understand how the world, the universe would decide, all right, the sky gets the grass's color and vice versa. Yeah. But going from what's the opposite of a cow, a flower? I don't know. Flower. Flower. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's night and day to me. It's night and day, cow, flower, sun, green, earth. You know, all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. Perfect inversions. Perfect inversions. Jason's right. The mirror's vanished. You can't go back to the little room. We'll be fine. Stacy declares. Professor Shock said, all we have to do is get out of here by finding something. But he didn't say what we need to find. Jason retorts. We're trapped, maybe forever. You sure hope Jason's wrong. You stare around, there must be some clue, something that'll tell you what to do next. Then across the field, you spot a green sign that looks like a regular road sign, except there's no road nearby. Maybe that sign will tell us something. You suggest. Stacy immediately races towards the sign. You and Jason take off after her. The tall blue grass tickles your ankles. Feels good to run until you realize that something is wrong. You've been running for several minutes, but... The sign looks further than when we started! You blurt out, run backwards! You and your friends stop running and turn to gaze back the way you came. Definitely covered some ground. Weird. Stacy pants. Maybe it's an optical illusion? Jason suggests. Before you can reply, something grunts right behind you. Jump to page 97. Stacy peeks over her shoulder. Don't look now, she whispers. 
but there is a bull behind us, and he's grouchy. Of course, you spin around at once. Stacy wasn't joking. The red and yellow bull is the biggest you've ever seen. His gleaming horns must be two feet long. They look even bigger because he's only ten feet away, pawing the ground with a nasty glare in his little red eyes. Run! Jason screams. The three of you pelt across the field back the way you came. It's after us! Jason reports, glancing back. We gotta move faster! You pour on even more speed. You pour on even more speed. That's fun. But when you risk a look over your shoulder, you see that the furious bull is gaining on you. The faster we run, the closer it gets. Stacy gasps. That doesn't make any sense, you think. Or does it? Quick run to page 64. Nintendo style. Reader the soothsayer. I mean... <laughs> it, Turn around! It's a... It's a Classic Dungeons and Dragons puzzle is what it is. Very fair. You shout. Huh? Jason gasps. Did you happen to notice we're being chased by a raging bull? I think I know how to beat him. You pant. Ow. Stacy demands. Run towards him. You exclaim. We're in a mirror world. Things are backwards here, like the colors. So maybe his chase is backwards too. Maybe if we run towards the bull, we'll get away from him. Stacy disagrees. That's crazy. Let's split up and keep running away. The bull can't chase all three of us. Maybe Stacy's plan is better than yours, if only you had a little time to think it over. But you don't. Quick, make a decision now. I'm ready to run towards 105, the bull. 105, absolutely. Yeah. It said quick, we have to. I know I'm right. You shout. Just turn around. You're crazy. Jason wails. But he does what you say. You spin to face the bull. He's charging straight towards you. His horns look as sharp as a shish kebab skewers. But <laughs> what if you're wrong? Too late to think that way. You made your choice. So you sprint towards the bull. The twins run on either side of you, yelling. You blink. Is it your imagination? Or is the bull just a little bit further away? Yes! You shout triumphantly. With every step you take, the bull gets smaller. In a minute, it's a speck in the distance. Then it vanishes completely. It worked! Stacy cries. I feel sick! Jason groans. You laugh. <sighs> Let's go find that road sign and see if we can get back home again. What a sad existence for this bull who lives in this universe but doesn't understand its properties. <laughs> I, I agree. But also, what a sad existence for this bull, anyone who tries to get closer to them. <laughs> Also, ultimately ends up further away also the thing is yeah if it's opposite world maybe he's nice oh no uh oh well 132 the sign is as far away as it ever was but now you know how to get to it all we have to do is walk in the wrong direction you point out cool let's go stacy says in a few minutes you reach the sign it says the palace holds the key, discover the queen's mirror, and soon you'll be home free. An arrow points ahead to, into a thick, dark forest. The palace? Stacy exclaims. The queen? Who wrote this? You ask. What does it mean? I think it's for us, Jason announces. I think it means the way home is through this palace place. Jason may be kind of timid, but he's pretty smart. Sounds good to me, you declare. Let's 
go. By walking in the opposite direction, you and the twins are soon on the, in the forest. It's a gloomy place. The trees are so thick that hardly any light can get through. Long, slimy, purple-leafed vines choke the path. You hear things moving around in the bushes. <laughs> a loud, deep sound booms somewhere up ahead. It's a cross between a howl and a growl. Turn to page 117. What is that noise? It sounds like the exact middle point between a howl and a growl. Jason cries specifically. I don't know. You whisper. <laughs> the sound is louder now, closer. Even Stacy is scared. Maybe we should go back, she says. You stop and glance back. Thick vines have grown over the places you've walked, and the path is gone. You try and break the vines apart, but they grow back instantly. You gulp. We, we have to keep going, you assert. This time, the howl is so loud that the ground shakes. Your eyes dart around fearfully. You can't see anything through these thick vines. What's out there? Come on! Jason cries. He takes off running. Your heart thudding. You tear after him. Star Seeks right behind you. <laughs> New character just drops. <laughs> I uh I I really like uh, Stasi's mom. Yes, yeah, good uh, good, uh, good track by Faint <laughs> Fountains of Warn. <laughs> Stasi's mom, is guarded guarding iron. <laughs> That's just like so, like the the Australian accent that everyone's doing on TikTok. Oh no! Get oh, no. the door. That, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. That's effectively just like the Australian cover of Fountains of Wayne's Stacy's mom, I guess. Apparently. Quick dash to page 95. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ahead of you, Jason stops so fast that you plow right into him, and then Starcy plows into you. The three of you sprawl onto the ground in a pile. When you untangle yourselves, you see what made Jason stop. There's a fork in the path. On the right branch, a sign says Palace of Mirrors. On a, a sign on the left says Lorio. The palace! Stacy cries. Let's go. You start to follow her, but then you remember something. Wait. You call. Lots of things in this world are backwards. What if the signs are backwards, too? I see what you mean. Jason exclaims. The path to the palace might really be the path of the Lorio. What's a Lorio anyway? Asks Stacy. Jason shudders. <laughs> I hope we don't find out. Oh! Hurry! Stacy urges. Pick one of the paths. Uh, you pick the path labeled Palace of Mirrors because you think it'll lead to the palace, one or nine. If you think Loria will take you to the palace, go to one or two. I, I, there's not, I, I, I check out what's going on with Loria. I, well, then I guess we would probably go to the path, the path of mirrors, one or nine. You want to I, I'm fine allowing this to be uh, ruled by the opposite logic we have defied so far. Okay. I, I feel like I picked a lot of Oreo to go to the palace. Okay. 102? Yeah. You choose the path that says Lorio. It's a backwards world, so you're sure you'll find the palace that way. Aru. As you hurry along the left-hand path, the hideous sound grows fainter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You relax, soon you'll reach the palace, then somehow you'll find the way home. 
The problem is you aren't getting anywhere. After walking for at least an hour, you're still in the woods. You peer ahead, and all you can see is more woods. I'm tired. Jason complains. I'm thirsty. Stacy adds. You push through a tangle of leaves, and then you stop. No. Jason groans. You and your bright ideas. Stacy snaps at you. What's the matter? Find out on page 115. You've emerged from the forest into a meadow. In the center stands a big yellow striped tent. A sign over the tent doorway says, See the amazing Lorio! The sign on the path wasn't backwards after all. The palace must be the other way. Let's start walking back. Jason says grumpily. Wait. Stacy exclaims. I want to see Lorio. You're curious yourself. Me too. You tell Jason. You step up to the doorway of the tent. A thin man in a tall black hat holds up his hand and stop to stop you. Tickets. He demands. Where do we buy them? You ask. Buy them? The man repeats. He laughs. <laughs> what an idea. You don't buy them. I give them to you. You should have guessed. It's backwards. The man hands each of you a ticket. Have a seat inside, he says. The Loria will appear shortly. I mean, he should pay us to be fair, but you know. Where's he should. You step through and the doorway. we shouldn't be taking a seat inside. We should be going up to the stage. The entertainers we... should sit on the seats. <laughs> we should be taking a stand outside. <laughs> exactly. Here's a <laughs> ticket. Now leave. <laughs> Here's a ticket. Here's 20 bucks. Have a stand outside. <laughs> you step through the doorway. The inside of the tent is lined with mirrors, and one of them looks exactly like the mirror you came through to enter this backwards world. You rush up to it. Maybe your problems are over. Turn to page 66. You gaze into the mirror, hoping to see the world you came from. The real world. Instead, you see nothing. There's no reflection inside the mirror. Behind the glass, there's just nothing. Creepy. Stacy mutters. What kind of mirror is this? A backward mirror. You answer with a sigh. But maybe we can step through it? Maybe it'll take us home. I doubt it. Jason says glumly. We still haven't found the professor, sh found whatever Professor Shock told us to find, but I mean, let's try it at least. I don't want to go yet. I want to see the Lorio. Are we not convinced that the mirror is what he wants us to find? I don't know. I guess I thought that was the idea. Either. I, yeah, I, I suspect so. Although the mirror, hmm, I, I do feel like it, it was related uh, to the queen or the palace or things like that. So, Also, it's a backwards world and it said that the mirror takes us home. So maybe it takes us uh, not home. <laughs> The not mirror takes us home, and the mirror takes us not home. So basically, any I... if that's the case, literally every single thing we do should take us home. If I don't know. Either way, Stacy objects. Hey, come on, let's sit down. No, let's go. Jason whines. You're feeling cranky yourself. Should you just give up on the Lorio and try the mirror? Would you rather wait for the Lorio after all? Step through the mirror on page 28 or wait for the Lorio on page 125. 
You know, do you find yourself more aligning to Stacy or Jason in this argument? Hmm. I mean, I find faults in both of their arguments. <laughs> mm. So, mm. I want. I just want us to propose. An, I want our character to propose an option because it's usually been pretty good. Um. Yeah. Stepping through the mirror. I don't. I don't know. Like. There's no reflection in the mirror. It's hard to say because everything could just literally be haha opposite day. Like literally everything can be. So mm-hmm. who knows? It's the prime candidate for haha gotchas. Um, it's like it could even be, oh, you wanted to wait for the L'Oreal? That means you don't wait for the L'Oreal. Like it, it could even pull one of those. Like It easily could. Um, I'm happy to I, – I kind of do want to know what the L'Oreal is is i am also quite curious about that do you want to go to 125 and let's find out yes all right we'll wait for the lorio you decide you remember what happened last time you stepped through the mirror it's too risky to try without knowing what you're doing you and jason seat yourselves stacy of course has too much energy to stay in one place she wanders around the tent peering into all the other mirrors hey look at this guys she calls suddenly you and Jason cross to where she's staring into a big, strange-looking mirror with a red frame. You peek in. Ooh. You exclaim when you glimpse at your reflections. Stacy's head is tiny, your head is big as a watermelon, while your body is wide, fat, and very short. Jason is incredibly tall and skinny and crimped like a crinkle-cut french fry. It's a funhouse mirror! Jason cries. Maybe we can step through it. Stacy says, her eyes sparkling. I mean, that could be really fun. Before you can answer, a loud roar splits the air. It sounds as if a whole pride of lions is approaching. Going to page 130. Your stomach knots. <laughs> What's that? You stammer. I bet it's the Lorio. Jason predicts glumly. <laughs> A huge tan beast bounds into the tent. It's built like a lion, only bigger. Its toes are tipped with knife-like claws. But the thing's claws aren't nearly as scary as its face. It looks like a furry crocodile with a pointed snout and sharp, jagged teeth. Hundreds of them. And they're snapping at you. The ticket man pops his head through the doorway. Here's the Lorio, he announces cheerfully. Ta-da! We've seen enough, you shout. Take it away! Sorry. He replies, It's time for the Dorio's dinner. What does it eat? Stacy asks. The ticket man smiles. Kids, of course. <laughs> he replies, Stacy gulps. Could we forget I asked? She mutters. The Lorio ambles towards you, drooling. You glance around desperately. There's a gap between the tent and the grass outside. Can you squeeze through before the Lorio pounces, or should you try and step through the funhouse mirror? Oh, they, they, we are asking for it if we go through the mirror for sure, but... Absolutely. I think we should go through the mirror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's, sure, 92. Let's be crinkle cut. I was crinkle cut. <laughs> Turn myself into a crinkle cut fry. Uh, <laughs> You'll never make it through the gap fast enough to escape the Lorio. All together, you shout. 
We go through that funhouse mirror. What if it's not that kind of mirror? Jason asks. Then we're monster meat. That's true. If it's an opposite day, it's not a funhouse mirror. It's a bad outside mirror, right? Mm. It's a sad, sad out mirror. Stacy tells him, uh, the Lorio's hot breath sears the back of your neck. In the funhouse mirror, it appears even bigger, more terrifying. Its teeth are the size of shovels. It opens its mouth wide, wider. It's about to bite your head off. One, two, three, Geronimo! You shout and dive straight into the mirror. Jason and Stacy are on either side of you. To your relief, its surface is soft and rubbery. Your arms and legs tingle as your body passes through. You hit the ground on the other side. Thud, thud. Jason and Stacy land beside you. You're lying on some kind of wooden platform. Whew, we're safe. You exclaim, picking yourself up. Then you get a good look at Stacy and realize you spoke too soon. What? You mean something went wrong? What? The funhouse mirror did some funhouse mirror things? It did funhouse mirror stuff? Stacy has grown. Her arms and legs are like pudgy balloons, but her head has shrunk to the size of an apple. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Rude. You gasp. Stacy demands. Her voice is high and squeaky. She sounds like a talking gerbil. Just quickly scanning to see if Jason yeah, has yeah, a voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> you both look like weirdos. Jason screams. You glance at him, and then you stare at him. He's become tall and skinny. Really, really skinny. His whole body is no thicker than a round than a broomstick. His arms and legs are like pieces of spaghetti. His eyes are like two tiny dots on his long, thin head. You can't help but laughing. The twins look so weird, but then your laugh booms out as if it's coming through a megaphone. You reach up and touch your face. You can fit a basketball into your mouth. It's huge. And your head is simply enormous. It's all too clear what happened. Going through the funhouse mirror has somehow changed your body's funhouse style. Now you look at your, like your funhouse reflections. At the moment, at that moment, a bank of lights flash, flashes on, blinding you. Blink and turn to page 94. What's going on? Jason cries in panic. Stacy yells. Who's there? You demand. A deep voice speaks from the darkness. It asks. Cold. Sorry. A deep voice speaks from the darkness, does it? It asks. What? Long distance. Are you ready? What? We need help. You exclaim. Your eyes are adjusting, but you can't tell where the voices came from. The judges are ready, the voice says, as if you hadn't spoken. And you're the most beautiful entrance we've ever had. What's with this guy, you wonder? Is he nuts? Is this some kind of sick joke? You and the twins are the weirdest looking freaks you've ever laid your eyes on. This is a mistake, you cry. We didn't enter any contest. Be quiet and look beautiful, <laughs> the voice orders. The Armstrong's Beauty Contest is about to begin! Step up to page 103. You hear the applause. Woo! Contestant number one! The voice calls. A spotlight skewers Jason. 
Turn around. Jason shrugs, then turns around, showing off his weird, tall, skinny body, and an unseen audience claps enthusiastically. Number two. The voice orders Stacy. Smile for the crowd. Stacy smiles with her tiny mouth and waves eagerly. The applause is polite, but it isn't as loud as it was for Jason. Number three. The voice booms. A spotlight shines down at you. Open your mouth. Show the audience your fabulous teeth. You don't know what else to do, so you obey the voice. Your mouth is so big that your lower jaw hits the floor. The audience yells and hoots. They love you. And the winner is... Contestant number three! The voice declares, you've won. It's weird, but you almost feel proud. You wave and bow, blushing all over your enormous face. Then the stage lights go out. You can finally see the audience. They're all funhouse freaks just like you. Their faces and bodies are twisted and warped, bloated and bent, and every single one of them is gazing adoringly at you. But don't let that give you a swelled head the end. That's not bad. I think this is like an extremely good ending. I like in the, really. in the context of things. We haven't been eaten. I yeah, I like it. This, this is like it just reminds me of like when you get you know whatever the Apple Photo Stand app open like with all mm. those funky faces, and then you just take turns with your friends like trying to outdo each other with a funnier warped picture. Mm -hmm. It's just that, but like a whole world of that, and this is like. This this is an incredibly wholesome world. This one. It is. I like it, it. These people are just offering like legitimate adoration, and frankly, they're welcoming you into a new community. I think this is a good end, but I also think we could probably I think we could, see if any of the other endings. We could that. find a more traditional good end, but I th I have a hard time believing whatever good end we get, I like more. <laughs> Let's duck mm. through the gap on page one hundred and eleven. 111. Thank you much, though. Go through there! You shout to the twins. You push Jason through the gap between the tent and the ground. Then you dive for, dive for it yourself. The L'Oreal pounces, pinning you to the floor. Its mouth is so close you can count every one of its pointed teeth. Help! You scream. Go away! Stacy shouts. She picks up one of the nearby mirrors and smashes it over the L'Oreal's head. The Loria was stunned, but only for a moment. But that's all the time you need. All, all the time you and Stacy need to squeeze through the gap. Behind you, the Lorio screams in anger. A long tear appears in the side of the tent, then another. It's trying to claw its way out. It wants its dinner. You don't wait around. The three of you run as fast as you can away from the woods. In just a moment, you're back among the trees. Pushing through the vines, you're moving towards the fork that will take you to the Palace of Mirrors. Or are you... Go to page 108. Mm. You aren't in the woods for long before you realize that something is wrong. Very wrong. This doesn't look like the path that we took before. Stacy murmurs. This path is narrower. You gaze around. Stacy's right. The path is narrower because the vines are closing in again. You swallow hard and keep walking. But soon there's hardly any room to move, and your foot is caught on something. You glance down to see what it is. It's a thick orange vine that has wrapped itself around your ankle. The more you tug, the tighter it hugs. It's climbing your leg. A tree just grabbed me. Stacy cries. Let's turn back. Back where? 
Jason yells. To the Lorio? Anyway, we can't go back. We can barely move. The vine is past your waist now. Your mind churns frantically. Is this how it'll end? No, relax. Turn to page 34 to find out. Uh, then you slap your forehead. Of course. The answer's so simple. You're embarrassed. It took you this long to think of it. You know how to escape the vines and find the side to the palace. Walk backward. You tell, yeah, you tell the twins. As fast as you can, you shuffle backwards. The orange vine immediately starts unwinding and you breathe a sigh of relief. It's hard to move through the thick vines and trees. Shoots and stems grab at your legs and arms, but you keep going. And as you suspected, the path quickly clears. In a few moments, you will arrive at a familiar fork. Ahead of you are two signs. One says Loria, one says the Palace of Mirrors. Let's take the path to the palace this time. All right. Jason says, you nod, and it has got to be better than the path you just tried. Turn to page 109. I'm wondering, I'm trying to go back just to figure out. Yeah, this is, this is totally just if we would have picked it in the first place. You and the twins hurry down the path of the palace. At once you hear the terrifying howl again. Oh no! Stacy cries. What's making that awful noise? It's following us! Jason declares. He starts to run. You and Stacy tear after him. <laughs> the sound grows louder and louder. It seems to be coming from everywhere. It fills up your head. Up there! Jason cries. He points up ahead. You scrout, scrouch, screech to a stop as a huge shadow falls along the path, a shadow as tall as a building, with hundreds of arms and thousands of grasping, twitching fingers. From beyond the shadow, the noise thunders. Get down, you whisper. Maybe we can sneak past it. You and the twins drop to your bellies and crawl along the path. Then you stop in shock, because now you can see what's been casting that horrifying shadow and what's making that awful sound. Turn to page 13. <laughs> Love. A tiny beetle clings to a branch of an enormous tree. It has a gigantic trumpet-shaped mouth. <sighs> the beetle booms. A bug? Jason says in disbelief. You step up, peering at the little insect. It shouts. Your head vibrates like a gong. Why aren't the three of you in school? A stern voice demands. You glance up to see a big man wearing a badge. A policeman? Stacy cries. Officer, can you help us find the Palace of Mirrors? The palace is across the lake. The policeman replies, But you can't go there, no. You kids are supposed to be in school. Behind the policeman, you can glimpse a wide lake through the trees. Something glitters on the far shore. Is it the palace? Come on, the officer says. I'll take you to school. You hesitate. Is it worth trying to explain your problem to the policeman? If he believes you, he might help you, but your story's pretty weird. Maybe you're better off running away and trying to get to the Palace of Mirrors on your own. Do you want help from the policeman on page 44, or would you run to the palace instead on 121? 
a small part of my soul feels that if we say we run for the palace, then we actually just follow the policeman because mirror logic. But also, like, we can't always negate every decision twice. Yeah. Uh, I, hmm. Yeah, because now I'm, I'm really, we're getting to the point where I'm really trying to figure out what the actual correct answer would be. Because uh, I, I mean, we're in we're opposite hit, world. Let's ask hit, for help. We're hitting that point. <laughs> okay, page 44. I got you. All right, you decided to try and talk to the policeman. <laughs> Officer, it's like this. We aren't really from this world. You begin. The policeman snorts. <laughs> Button it, kid. I don't want to hear about your tall tales. He hustles you and the twins towards the lake. You don't argue, the lake is where you want to go anyways, so the policeman shoves you into a rowboat and then rows to a small island just offshore. On the island is a red schoolhouse with a bell on the roof. Last stop, he tells you. Go on, and don't let me catch you playing hooky again. But, Jason tries to say. The policeman raises his hand. Up, get going. You and the twins walk through the door into a classroom. Several students sit at the desks. In front of a blackboard standing is stands a scowling woman in an old-fashioned long dress. Welcome, new students. I'm Miss Silver, she says. Actually, we don't belong here, you say. We're... Of course you belong here, Miss Silver interrupts. All children belong in school. But silence! She orders. Take back sheets in the back row and prepare for the quiz. I'm ready. I know so much about Goosebumps uh, now. We, yeah, we know a lot about Goosebumps now. A quiz, you and the twins exchange glances, then shrugging you head for the back row. You'll wait and see what happens. Arnie! Miss Silver shouts. A blonde, freckled boy stands up. What is seven times seven? She asks him. 49. The boy replies. Miss Silver frowns. No, I can't accept that answer. Go stand in the closet. Arnie turns pale. No. He cries. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> you know the rules. Miss Silver insists, grabbing Arnie by the ear. She marches him to the chopper at the back of the room. Please. He begs. His voice is shaking. Miss Silver throws open the door. Enter. She snaps. She shoves him inside and slams the door behind him. A moment later, there's a long, horrible scream. Brambleization again? Your heart races. Mm -hmm. What's in that closet? But before you can figure it out, Miss Silver points at you. Let's see what our new pupils know. She exclaims. For your sake, I hope you can do better than Arnie. Go on to page 73. You gulp. Miss Silver's pointing straight at you. You're on the spot now. I don't get it, Jason whispers. Arnie was right. Seven times seven is 49. Why did you punish him? Don't forget, we're in a backwards world. Maybe she wanted a backward answer? Stacy replies. Silence! Miss Silver shrieks. Now, tell me, what is seven plus eight? You're starting to sweat. If you don't give Miss Silver the answer she wants, you'll end up in the closet just like Arnie. And you know what? That, that would be really bad news. I'm waiting, Miss Silver snarls. I don't think we need to worry that much about Arnie. He'll be back. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> If you think the best answer is the real answer, 15, turn to page 88. Otherwise, if you think they want 51, yes, turn to page 14. Yes. 51, 100% 14. Let's go. Uh, we we got the proof that logical answer is wrong. And it was like, do you want to try anyways? Mm-hmm. You decide to give the backwards answer. Seven and eight are 51. You tell the teacher wrong what oh oh because wrong is right gotcha miss silver cries in triumph everyone knows that seven and eight make 15 but you start to protest arnie gave a correct answer but you told him it was wrong stacy yells yeah you can't have it both ways jason adds silence miss silver screams I will not tolerate back talk into the closet with all three of you. Before you can move, the teacher has your ear in an iron grip. Out of the corner of your eye, you see that she's got Jason and Stacy's ears pinched together in one hand. What? Wait, what? Wait, is actually wrong? You struggle, but you're no match for Miss Silver. Give my regards to the shafts. <laughs> what? <laughs> She sneers, then she shoves you all into the closet and slams it. It's pitch dark inside. You seem to be sitting in a giant woven basket of some sort. Straw pokes into your back. Did she say sharks? Jason moans. You never get the chance to answer because suddenly there's a deafening sprawling like a giant rubber band snapping. And the three of you are hurtling through the air. Hurtle onto page 85. What just happened? I, you know, many, many very wild things occurred on that page, Rio, but I want to draw your attention to one specific one. She uses one of her two hands and two arms in order to grab our earlobe and her other hand to grab the earlobes of two different people at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> like, did she, like, 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 <laughs> the the old Marx Brothers kind of, like, slapstick, like, clang their heads yes. together and then just grab the earlobes in between? That has to be it. Yeah. Give my regards to the sharks. I love it. <laughs> She's got a strong aura. Uh, let's go to page 85. Let's hurtle on. Let's you, do it. You gaze down, terrified. Water rushes by below you. It's the lake. There's a giant sling inside the closet. Okay. Shot you right out of the building. Screaming, you and the twins plunge towards the water. The shark-infested water. Sploosh, sploosh, sploosh. You land in a white froth. You close your <laughs> eyes, waiting to feel shark teeth ripping into your body. But nothing happens. You open your eyes. You're bobbing next to a small blue rowboat, the policeman's boat. But it's empty. Must have come loose and drifted away. What a break. Get in. You order Stacy and Jason, but you hold the boat steady while they scramble in. Then they grab your arms and haul you up to join them. Not a second too soon, because as you're crawling over the side of the robot, rowboat, Stacy yells, Shark! Make that sharks! Jason adds. You turn around and peer over the side. Sharp black fins circle the boat. These sharks look big and hungry. Too bad, sharks. You call. We're out of here. Turn to page 55. You did it. You escaped. You and the twins bob in the middle of the lake. On the far side, the palace gleams in the sun. Colored light reflects off the shiny sides. It seems to be made entirely of mirrors. It's 
beautiful, Stacy exclaims. So what? Jason grumbles. It's probably as crazy as everything else in this backwards place. You've learned your lesson, so you row as hard as you can to get into the wrong direction. The boat moves swiftly towards the palace. Soon, with a gentle bump, you land on the shore. You and the twins climb out of the boat and gaze upwards. The Palace of Mirrors is enormous. The gleaming walls reflect the lake, the trees, and the sky. You've made it, and now all you need to do is find the Queen's Mirror. Begin the search on page 12. Uh, let's see. Oh, boy. You squeeze through a narrow opening between two tall mirrors. Leads into an entrance hall. You and the twins walk in and stop shocked. The inside of the palace is made of mirrors, too. Everywhere you look, hundreds of reflections of yourself gaze back at you. What a strange place, Stacy exclaims. I've never seen so many mirrors, Jason says. One of these has to be the one we're looking for. No way, Stacy disagrees. They wouldn't keep the queen's mirror in some lousy entrance hall. It must be in another part of the palace. I bet it has its own special room. We should search here first, Jason insists. It's a waste of time, Stacy retorts. You sigh. Sometimes you feel like a referee. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do, you say. If you stay and search for the Queen's Mirror in the entrance hall, go to page 49. If you skip the entrance hall and search the rest of the palace, turn to page 16. Uh, I think... They've done, like, a lot of mirror tricks to us so far. I think that they might be running out of mirror tricks and we should inspect mirrors. I think that that is a good call. Uh, okay. So, for, wait, 49? 49 about it. All right. Mm -hmm. Jason's right. We should look for the Queen's Mirror in this hall before we go on. You say... You examine the mirrors next to you. Some are round, some are square, some are shaped like hearts. You peer into each of them. They all seem ordinary to you. But then you don't know what the queen's mirror looks like. Maybe the queen's mirror has her name on it? Stacy suggests. It's an idea. You begin checking mirrors for names, but the only writing you find says made in Taiwan. Then you spot something green glittering in a corner. You step over the mirrors for a closer look. But all you find is a green mirror door set back into the nook in the wall. Hmm. Should you investigate what's behind the green door, or should you forget it and rejoin your friends? Uh, Did we enter an orange door to get to the back of the <gasps> lab in the workshop above? I think... I don't remember. I think we join our friends in most scenarios because here's the thing if we get out they never make it a good ending if you even if even if that is right if you escape without your friends they always say actually you're dead though mm, but what if we discover the exit i'm down I, my eidetic memory has kicked in. <clears throat> I certainly didn't check back to the page. But uh, it was a green door at the back of the garage. Oh. All right. I have a parallel there. So page seven? Page seven. You decide to try the green door. It swings open at a touch of your hand. You step through. 
to another room of mirrors. But oh, these mirrors are all small and square. They cover the walls, the ceiling, and the floor like tiles. You glance around for the door you step through. But uh-oh, there's no sign of it. There's no way out. Go to page 62. Welcome to the Hall of 10,000 Mirrors. A hollow voice echoes. Who are you? You cry. You spin around to see who's speaking. But all you see is hundreds of your reflections gazing at you from the small square mirrors. It doesn't matter who I am. The voice responds. Could you tell me how to get out of here? You ask. I could, the voice says. But that would spoil all of the fun. Find the way out yourself. Let me go! You demand. I never did anything to you! I'm getting tired of being shoved around! Calm down, the voice tells you. I'll give you a hint. To escape from this room, all you need to do is find the mirror with a tiny red dot in the corner, and that mirror will lead you out. Search for one, one tiny red dot in all those mirrors? It's impossible. What if I can't find it? You ask. Then you'll remain here forever. The voice replies. But... You start to protest. Better get started. The voice interrupts. There are 10,000 mirrors in here. Quick to page 110. You peer into the nearest mirror, your face gazes back at you, but no red dots, no dots of any color. You examine another mirror, then another, then another. You see a dot. No, that's a freckle. Then you gaze around in despair, and then you spy something red in the corner of the room. You rush over to the corner, leaning against the wall is a bottle of glass cleaner. Next to it is a rag with a tiny red smudge on it. You pick up the rag and gaze at it in despair. No wonder you couldn't find the dot. Someone cleaned all the mirrors. The red dot is gone, and you're trapped here forever. Too bad. Dots the way to cookie crumbles. The end. <laughs> that was a stretch. Let's go to one twenty-eight. That, that is that is that is the uh, the largest swing that they've taken at one of these. That is the stretchiest stretch they've ever stretched. One twenty-eight. Hmm. Uh. Like, if that was a stretch limousine, it would start to need worrying about the curvature of the earth in its design. That's that's the kind of stretch we're talking about. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Sorry, what's the page? 128. 128, thank you, Muchley. You decide to finish investigating the entrance hall before you try any doors. You're turning back to rejoin the twins when someone calls your name. It's funny, the voice is familiar, but it doesn't belong to either of the twins, and it's coming from nearby. You glance around, at first you don't see anything, then you spot an old cracked mirror hanging by itself in the dark corner of the doorway. You peer at it and gasp. A hideous, withered old face stares back at you, so wrinkled you can hardly see the eyes. Your heart thunders, there's something familiar about the face, you've seen it before, it reminds you. Could it be you? As an old person, you scream! Go to page 114. Calm down, the voice cries. You relax, that's Professor Shock's voice, and it's his face in the mirror. Not you as an old person, what a relief. <sighs> what are you doing in here? You ask. It isn't me. He asks, answers, he answers. It's my, <laughs> it's my reflection. And it was more trouble to get there than you know. You don't have time to chat. So true. Please, just... Get us out of here. I can't, the professor answers. 
You need the Queen's mirror to escape. Uh, we know that, you exclaim. But we can't find it. It's in one of the Queen's chambers, the professor tells you. The Queen's chambers are the rooms of stone carvings. Unfortunately, the most dangerous part of this backwards world. Be very, very careful when you... You wait for the professor to finish his sentence, but his image suddenly begins to flicker. His lips move, but you can't hear his voice. What? You yell. Uh, speak up, professor. Turn to page five. Be careful when we what? You shout at the mirror. Professor Shock's face in the mirror is fuzzy, and his voice is so faint you can barely hear it. You lean in and press your ear against the mirror. When you enter the Queen's chambers, the professor croaks, do not touch any of her things. You do, you'll be lost forever. But what about the mirror? You demand. Gaze into it, the old man says. It will tell you how... His image flares for an instant, then it's gone for good. But it doesn't matter. You know what, what to do now. You hurry towards the twins on page 16. Stacy's right. We're not going to find the mirror here in the entrance hall. Uh, you announce? <laughs> Stacy looks triumphant. Let's go this way. She hurries out of the mirrored entrance hall and down a dark, chilly corridor. Jason's right beside her, still arguing. You move fast, trying to keep up. After a few moments, you notice that the floor slants downwards. The twins are several yards ahead of you. Putting on a burst of speed, you catch up with them. Guess what? You begin. Who cares? Jason grumbles. All I want is to get... Look. Stacy interrupts. With a gasp, she stops walking. You peek past her shoulder, then you stop and stare. You've never seen anything like it in your life. Flip to page 131. The corridor opens into a big cave. Hanging up from the ceiling are hundreds of tiny objects. All are made of carved, polished stones. They twist and turn on their chains, and a rainbows of colored lights bounce throughout the huge room. Cool! Stacy cries. She rushes in. The stone objects tinkle as she passes. You glance up and see a tiny horse hanging on a slender silver chain. Looks just like a real horse, but it's made out of polished rock. Look at this! Jason shouts. He points to a tiny blue motorcycle hanging just inside of the entrance. What a beautiful flower. Stacy gushes, pointing to a red rose. It looks so real. I'm gonna pick it. Did you just get a piece of advice from Professor Shock? If you did, turn to page 65. If you didn't, we did. 65. We did. That us. We did it. You remember the warning Professor Shock gave you from the mirror. Wait! You cry. Don't touch it! Stacy! Jason shouts. He grabs her and tries to pull her back, but it's too late. Stacy touches the rose. Pop! Both your friends vanish just like that. You gaze around in panic, but there's no sign of them. They're gone. Go to page 82. Stacy! You cry. Jason! No answer. A moment later, you hear footsteps. You whirl. A nightmare creature stands right behind you. Blue blotches cover its leathery features. Its hair looks more like filthy gray feathers than hair. It wears a long, shapeless black dress draped with strings of carved stone beads. The creature opens its mouth, revealing long, pointed yellow teeth. Who dares trespass in my room? 
It demands. You're shaking in terror, but you must help the twins. We... We thought this was the queen's room. You reply. I am the queen. The creature thunders. You're the queen? You repeat, shocked. This is my chamber. She tells you. Your friends tried to steal one of my carvings. I punished them. Where... where are they? You stammer. The queen smiles. It's an ugly, ugly smile. She points to the ceiling. You stare up at hundreds of hanging stone figures, and then you gasp as you understand what she means. She's turned the twins into carvings. What do you want? The queen demands. Think of your answer. If you decide to tell the truth, turn to page 101. If you want to lie, page 52. I mean, I no reason not to tell the truth in this I, instance, right? I, I'm with it. It usually, they usually reward it. Hmm. You're scared, but you decide it's best to tell the truth. We, we came for your mirror. You stammer. My mirror! The queen screeches. Never! No one may have my mirror! I need it! It tells me everything! We only wanted to borrow it! You tell her. We just wanted to look at something through it. The queen stares at you in silence for a moment. This is it, you think. I'm about to become a carving. She makes a horrible face, then you realize she's smiling. She begins to laugh and sounds like a couch is choking. <laughs> I like your honesty, she says. All right, I'll give you a chance to use my mirror and I'll restore your friends, but you have to earn your chance. I'll do whatever you say. You tell her. Not so fast, she warns. The task I have in mind is difficult, and if you fail... She trails off and gives you that ugly smile again. Your punishment will be my little surprise. You gulp. Sounds risky, but your friends need you. I'll take the chance, you tell the queen. Take your chance on 126... The queen leads you to another smaller room. It's piled high with little stone statues, but these aren't shiny and bright like the ones in the big cave. They simply look like carved rocks. These are my new carvings, the queen tells you. Polish them. If you finish them in two hours, I'll return your friends to their true forms, and I'll let you use my mirror. But if you fail, look out. You gaze at the piles of carvings in panic. There are thousands of them. The queen hands you a rag and a can of wax. Better get started. <laughs> she tells you, cackling, and then she leaves. You grab the nearest carving and start rubbing wax all over it. Gradually, it becomes a deep, glowing blue. You set, aside, set it aside and grab another. As quickly as you can, you polish carving after carving. You rub wax on a stone apple, a little house, a woodpecker. All of them grow shiny and beautiful. But after an hour, you barely made even a dent in the pile. Biting your lip, you pick up another carving. You start polishing grimly. And then you notice something very odd about the little statue. Find out on page 118. The carving is of two turtles facing each other. But they aren't ordinary turtles. They have human faces. Angry human faces. The turtles appear to be arguing with each other. You can't help smiling. They look like Jason and Stacy. Jason and Stacy! Your heart pounds, you examine the carving closely. The faces are your friends' faces, you're sure of it. This is what the queen transformed your friends into, you found them. 
But what should you do next? You're tempted to slip the carvings into your pocket and make a break for it. If you manage to escape, you'll have the carving with you. And then somehow, maybe, you'll find a way to turn Jason and Stacy back into real live kids. On the other hand, maybe you should polish the carving and hang it up. After all, the queen said that if you didn't polish all of the carvings, you'd be punished. Who knows what her powers can do? Maybe you better obey her. Quick, make a decision. Time is running out. Maybe somehow we'll find magic on our own to turn them back. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the turtle spell. I mean, you know, that's common. That's that's at every mom and pop shop on the corner. I've already hit page 30. Absolutely. We're going to go on with that polishing. You decide your best chance is to do as the queen ordered. So you rub the carvings of the turtles until it's shiny and green. Sadly, you set it aside and continue with your work. A few moments later, you glance at the big pile of carvings and, hey, it's only half as big as it was before. Afterward, you're never sure if you really polished all those stone carvings yourself or if some hidden force helped you. All you know is by the end of the second hour, every single one of the carvings has been buffed until it glows. You're hanging up the last one until the queen returns. No! She screams. This is all wrong! You did it! You polished all the carvings! No one's done that before! Is she going back on your deal? The idea that made you so... That this idea makes you so mad you'd forget to be scared. Well, I did! You declare. And we made an agreement! The queen grumbles. I know, I know! Oh, the queen grumbles. She sighs. All right, I'll stick to it. Well, first your friends. She stabs a finger at the ceiling, and then the carving of the turtles begins to glow green. Pop. A moment later, Stacy and Jason stand beside you. You stare at them and rub your eyes. You can barely recognize them. What's happened to your friends? Ask them on page 79. Oh my, what? Stacy! You cry. Jason, is that really you? Of course it's us. Jason replies. But you're so clean. You exclaim. You both have new haircuts and new clothes. Jason and Stacy stare at each other. They glance down at their new clothes. Cool. Stacy cries. How did this happen? Jason asks. Well, you got polished. The queen mutters. What did you expect? You're ready to leave this place. You promised to let us use your mirror. You remind the queen. She glares at you, then opens a secret panel in the wall. A round, gold-framed mirror appears. You and the twins rush up to it and gaze in. Look. Stacy cries. There are words in it. You peer at the swirling letters in the glass. You're sure the words are instructions for how to return to your own world. There's one problem. They're in strange writing. Uh... Perhaps they are mirrored? Mm. If we held up the, uh, the, the, the uh, drawn image here uh, towards a mirror, I imagine we would be able to read from it I to have, escape from this place. I have yes. flipped it Ooh. on my phone. I took a picture and flipped it on my phone. So on the bottom it says, if you can read the secret writing and you know what to do, turn to page 107. Otherwise, go to 93 for a hint. So it says, to escape from this place to the world of your past, just step backwards through a looking glass. I mean, I could Absolutely. have told you a thousand pages ago that we were going to have mm -hmm. to go backwards through the mirror. 107 it is. 
Now that you know the secret of escaping the mirror world, all you need to do is step backwards through the mirror. You thank the queen and rush back into the entrance hall. You and your friends turn your backs on the largest mirror and then step backwards into it. You feel that strange, rubbery feeling again, like walking through jello. The next thing you know, you're back in Professor Shock's garage. You and the twins gaze around. Everything looks normal. The mirror leans against the wall. The big colored switches are off. Let's get out of here, you exclaim. You and the twins hurry through the front part of the garage. It's still piled with junk, but you don't feel like doing any more cleaning. You just want to get away from this place. The front door is open. You can see all of your bikes right there in the yard. And then a dark figure looms in the doorway. It's Professor Shock, and he's blocking your way out. Oh, no, you don't, he exclaims. You're not leaving now, not after what you've done. He holds up a strange-looking black box with a long tube on one end. He aims the tube at you. Don't move! He shouts. Go to 116. You can't believe it. After everything you've been through, this crazy old man has pulled some kind of ray gun on you. We're what? sorry! You exclaim. We know we weren't supposed to go to the back room. Please, we didn't mean to. Stacy adds. Let us go. Please, don't shoot us. Jason begs. Shoot you? Professor Shock looks annoyed. But you made it through the mirror world. No one's ever done that. I must capture the moment. Now, just step into the light and I can shoot a couple of pictures. Then you can leave. You're not sure you heard correctly. Pictures? You mean that's a camera? Stacy asks. Yes. The professor replies. I invented it myself. It's very special. As he talks, he clicks away. You see, once I photographed you, I can step into the film negative and find yourself into a negative world. I'm sure you love it. You've heard enough. Sounds cool, Professor. You say as you push Jason and Stacy towards their bikes. But we have to go now, so maybe some other day. Maybe some other lifetime. But as you ride away, Stacy's already starting to say, I don't know. It might be fun. Maybe we should come back tomorrow. No way! You shout. I've had enough, and that's the end. Oh my goodness, this is the first the end that's a quote. Mm -hmm. We did it! They did it! We did it! It's the end! Well done. Well done. You managed to predict every one of the turns that they were going to come up with. Uh, I, much earlier than they were going to present them to us. I do wish there was an option, kind of just like you can't put an option of like turn to page three if you know that obviously you should walk backwards through a mirror. But yeah, like, we also didn't know where it was, I, anyways. So. Well, very true. But like, did it? I guess it had to be the queen's mirror that you would have to walk backwards through yeah. as well, specifically. Because I thought it said through a looking glass or any looking glass. Like I thought it was non-specific with its uh, riddle. I suppose that's the case. It, d it did not say it had to be that one. That other thing said it had to be that one. I don't know. Mm, through a looking glass as well. Either way, I, I enjoyed this one. It was one of those ones where, because of our decisions, the, like, the tin and the image on the cover really mm. had almost nothing to do with what yeah. we... It, it, was, it might as well have been a completely different book entirely about mirrors. It's like, yeah, it's like, it, you know, what? It, it reminds me of that meme, like the, the extreme home makeovers, how they're like, 
they ask the kids what they want. You know, they're like, "Hey, yeah. Jim, little Jimmy, what do you what do you like?" And like, I kind of like uh, hockey. We turned your entire room into a hockey rink. No more bed, only ice, only hockey pucks. <laughs> it's kind of like it's like that. When we get to the first question, it's like, "Do you want robot or you want pinball?" And then it talks about something about the mirror. All right, mirrors it is. You love mirrors now. This is the mirror book now, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of funny in that in that lens, but I liked it anyways. The the thing about that though is that like so we were given the choice in initially right it was between the Lorio and the pinball machine and this, we know that oh, the yeah, Lorio yeah. in universe is this chimera this this, this uh, snouted uh, crocodile with fur. So yeah. or was where was the robot boy? No, it was a, it was a robot or pinball. The Lorio was a future. It, we were and, like, did, well, we the, knew about the Lorio really early on, didn't we? We knew about the Lorio early on because of the beware page. Ah, you're right. You're right. I rolled that into the uh, into the setup mentally. My apologies. Yeah, I forgive you. Either way, I must away. So, the quick pitch at the end here: uh, if you are listening to this on, you know, I. Uh, the streaming apps or something like that you want to find the youtube channel maybe you were listening to it in the in a youtube video form in the past and you're like where'd those go there's a youtube channel youtube.com slash at symbol the at symbol turn to page cast that's just how youtube does it now so go check that out uh additionally if you're listening to this either on my channel much later on youtube that's also where you would be looking as well uh you know, if you ever are wondering where that went. Uh, in addition, if you are listening on a streaming site, if you would do us the honor of leaving us a review, that'd be wonderful. And sharing with a friend, those are the two best things you can do for the podcast. Uh, but yeah, good fun, very, good times. The good fun and good times. The last what have we thing. got? Come yes. Oh, last thing. No, the last thing it was was exactly what you were gonna say. Uh, is the next book? Oh my god, the cover looks completely different. Please don't feed the vampire, which sounds like a normal book, but it is in fact a vampire poodle. So ah. we shall see, we shall see, we shall see. But hey, alas, less. Uh, good find, good find, good find. Good time. Bye-bye. And goodbye. <laughs> goodbye.